Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. For sure, man, you're listening to Grace and Peace Radio. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Hey, this is Anthony, and I'm your host. And this is Amy. (laughs) For sure, Amy. Hey, good to be with you, man. We're just hanging. (laughs) We're hanging. (laughs) Uh, That's the best I can do for a... Southern California uh, greeting. Yeah. Here at Grace and Peace Radio. So the whole laid back. The whole laid back thing. I did hear one Californian say for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, he did something for me and I thanked him and, I, and he's, oh, for sure. <laughs> That's fun. So, yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and I'm, I'm kidding, of course, uh, about, you know, Southern Californians. I, I, I love you guys and gals. Uh, it's just kind of cool, just the, the appreciating the cultural differences yep. of our of country, our vast country. Yes. So yeah. So hey, welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I am your host Anthony, and you already have heard Amy. And today, <laughs> I'm going to give you the Shepherd's Conference report. I promise. 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 This is a big deal. I promise you won't hear anywhere else. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's a that's a mighty tall thing because mm-hmm. I know this week in the podcast world there's going to be, you know, a hundred podcasts about ShepCon as they call it, yeah, and everybody's experiences with it. So you're going to get inundated, but I promise you will. This will be unlike every other one, and you know why I can say that. I can validate that, but yeah, the reason is because I was at Shepherd's Conference. And I did not attend a single session. Nope. So I got a view and an experience of Shepherd's Conference not many people have. So they'll all be talking about what they heard and who they saw and the preachers. And blah, blah, blah. I don't know any of that. I wasn't there for that. So this is going to be kind of a fun, cool, different perspective on Shepherd's Conference. So And can- it's a neat perspective because I, I got a taste of that picking up. Picking you up and Jim up at the airport yesterday. Yes. Yep. And by the way, I, I before I even forget later on, I do want to thank uh, Shepherd Press for the the privilege, the uh, the opportunity to represent at their book table and uh, and for letting me go. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful to to all the team uh, there at Shepherd Press for that. So before we jump into any of that, we'll get to we'll get to that later. That'll be a little bit later on. I want to talk about. Just my general observations of Southern California, or maybe California in general. I mean, obviously, I was only in the Los Angeles area. It's a big state. It's so a there's... big state, but uh, just just a little bit of of what I noticed, which uh, which was kind of amusing to me. And then you've got some news you want to share mm-hmm. and, and the thanks that you want to send out. So we'll we'll do that too. And um, but yeah. So by the way, I hope you are doing great. Hope the Lord has uh, blessed you and. Uh, you're having a good week. So a couple things about about the trip. Before we get started, let me give you some some observations I made. Apparently, Southern California loves two things, avocados and donuts. Because avocados, 
They're pretty much everywhere and on just about everything. You can get avocados. And for whatever reason, Southern California, there's just a lot of mom and pop donut shops. I was surprised when you said that. Yeah. Our hotel was only a couple miles literally down the boulevard, Roscoe Boulevard, from Grace Community Church. Okay. I counted, I don't know, at least five mom and pop donut really? kind of shops. Yeah. Wow. So. That'd be a dangerous place to live. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, of course, I had to visit one of them. Mm-hmm. And. Getting the culture, you know. Exactly. Oh, yeah. This is totally, you know, cultural. Uh, yeah. It, it, for cultural reasons. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. While, while I was out there, I I went and met up with uh, um, Brian at one of these donut shops. So, Brian, I hope you're listening. I want to thank you for the uh, delicious donuts and and for cluing me in on the Southern California donut phenomenon. And yeah, it was neat and it was great meeting you. And, you know, Brian and I, we chatted it up at his donut shop. And next thing I know, he, you know, he's showing me pictures. He's got a beautiful family. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. So, uh, well, Brian, he loved your donuts because I got a picture. That's right. That's <laughs> so. right. Big picture of me stuffing my face with one of these <laughs> big, thick donuts. And, uh, and then gave Brian, a, as my thanks, I gave Brian a copy of the book. And uh, so that was nice. And yeah, so it was really cool. He was, he was a great guy. So Very nice. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny because he had visited New York City one time, once or twice. And so we were talking about the differences between Southern California and New York City and some you know, he's big like, differences there. Yeah, and he was so funny. He's like, you know, I'd be looking at stuff and in the store, and you know, whether it's a suit or whatever. And they're like, you know, are you gonna buy or what? <laughs> I so can hear he's that. Like, oh, I can't believe they say that kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just chuckled and shook your head, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, hmm. that's that's my people. <laughs> so, hmm. but yeah, so it was kind of funny. I, I, Almost immediately, well, actually, yeah, immediately upon landing, I realized California is a land of contradictions. Because uh, I had to laugh. The first thing, what is the first thing everybody do when they gets off the plane, right? Get off the plane. You go to the bathroom. Yep. That's what you got to <laughs> do, right? For all the, the, the gender nuttiness in the world and however much of it, it comes from California, I had to laugh because LAX, one of the biggest airports in the world, of course, you know, here it is in the midst of all this gender discussion, nuttiness, has bathrooms for two genders. That that was amazing when you told me that. Yep. Male and female. So how about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the funny thing too, another thing about the airport. So I go to the uh, to the restroom there. You know, I'm, I'm trying to find the restroom. And there's this long line, and I'm like, "Are are are you are you online for for the restroom?" You know, it's like men and women all in the same line. Are you, are you online for the restroom? And they're like, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, and I look over. They're online for the water fountains to fill their refillable water bottles. Really? That was the water line. A water line. There was a water line for to refill their water bottles oh my so and there was no line at all 
for the bathrooms. <laughs> so I just looked at them. I said, oh, oh, this is the fill-up line. I need the emptying line. <laughs> Did you get a reaction from that? Yeah, they chuckled. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that was funny. Uh, another quick observation I, uh, I made about California as the land of contradictions. Again, for all the push about electric vehicles and that being all the rage. And of course, you know, you saw plenty of Teslas out there. All the shuttle buses to the rental car places and all the heavy equipment and all the the trucks that deliver stuff, all of that stuff is traditional internal combustion engine. It's all gas or diesel engine powered, you know, which just goes to show that when you really want and need to get something done, Mm -hmm. electric isn't going to cut it. No, it's not. You know, so that was, that was interesting. As far as water conservation, another land of contradictions thing. You know, I know water conservation is really important because so much of California is desert. Right. Whatever. But I had to laugh because the shower head in our hotel room, which normally is, you know, they, they meter those things. You know, you can't mm-hmm. buy them unless they, you know, they got the low flow. Like our, we had the low flow toilet in the hotel room. And, but our shower head, uh, the water flow out of that thing had to be like a hundred gallons a minute. It was like powered <laughs> by a fire hose. Uh, uh, of course I'm exaggerating, but it, it, there was definitely no low flow about it. Right. There was right. just, you know, oh, here, we don't have a whole lot of water, but here's everything. Yeah. All yeah. in one shot. So yeah, it was really funny. Like they weren't That's even amazing. trying to save money on water bills <laughs> at the hotel. They were just like, <laughs> I like the sound effects. Yeah, though. thanks. So uh, I do it myself because then I don't have to pay for it. But yeah, so that was it. And then, so we set up on Monday, uh, set up our book table, which you know, I'll talk about that. And then Tuesday, we got to go to the Reagan Library. And I was very excited for you guys about that. Yeah, which was only about a half hour away. And what was really neat about that was just the day before, California had relaxed their mask mandate. So that was the first day that they didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. So we got in. We didn't have to wear the masks. Anyway, we thought we'd only be there for a couple hours, you know, uh, to see everything. Six, six and a half hours later, we walked out of there. We spent all day there. It was fascinating. They have they have the suit that he was shot in. Oh, wow. Yep. They preserved that. They have the uh, a, a, whole, a whole bunch. They have the, the suit that he wore when he said when he gave a speech at the Berlin wall and he said, Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. Oh my. And they have the note cards from that speech. It's just fascinating. Fascinating. The amount of stuff they had her bridal bouquet, their cake topper. Um, just the thing to save that know, stuff. His letter jacket from, uh, from college, I think in Iowa, all kinds of stuff. It was really, really interesting. And of course they have, Air Force One and Marine One mm-hmm. from his era, and you get to go on those, and you know, that you, would be very yeah, cool. You actually see where I forget who the first president was on that one. If it was, might have been Ford. Anyway, so I think it was Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, all flew on that one on that particular plane that yeah. was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, on that that model Air Force One. Okay. And uh, so that was that was neat. 
And so, yeah, so that's a little bit about just California in general. Now, I have to say, one of the pictures that you sent me and our folks, um, there's an actual chunk, I mean, a full-size chunk, slab, yeah. slab Section, of the, yeah. the uh, Berlin Wall, mm-hmm. which I just thought was, wow. Yeah, and I had seen the the Berlin Wall, a couple pieces of it, at an art installation, I think when we lived in Tampa, and but this was a whole vertical slab of it. And it was really interesting because it was very clear to tell which side was West Berlin, which side was East Berlin. Mm -hmm. The West Berlin side has artwork on it. There's spray painted flowers and that sort of thing. The East Berlin side has nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it's just this stark contradiction of life and how this wall separated that. And it was right. just really fascinating. You think of how many people died in their attempts to go from one side of the wall to the other. Mm-hmm. You know, this, whatever it was, six, eight inch, well, probably eight inch slab of reinforced concrete. Yeah. It was really interesting to, to see that. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, a lot of powerful powerful stuff uh, on display there it, it was and the people were super nice the the museum staff mm-hmm. they were like the chick-fil-a of <laughs> presidential museums they, they were just so friendly that's neat yeah it really was and yeah so that was a little bit about that while i was gone you had some activity but what was going on with you while i was gone well as i was uh and I don't remember what day it was. But anyway, scrolling through the whole Facebook, there's uh, Melissa Lex, of, also known as Melba Toast, of Thoroughly Equipped Podcast, had published the interview she did of me. I think we did the interview back in December. So she was starting her second season of her podcast and led off with the interview she had done with me. So that was, that was a, a nice surprise. I knew it was coming up. I just wasn't paying attention. And it just popped up. So I want to... I want to thank Ms. Melba Toast for having me on her podcast. and She did a great job. She was an excellent, did, excellent she, yeah. interviewer. Yeah. And, excellent uh, interviewer, excellent interviewee. It was, it was, and I'm not just saying that because I'm your husband. <laughs> uh, I mean, I am partly saying that so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I'm piece. holding the hatchet over That's here. That's right. It, it was a very engaging interview on both sides of it. It, it was neat. Well, well done. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it very much. And I, I look forward to working with her again. So. Yeah. Thank you, Mel. Before we get into the ShipCon report, you <laughs> won't hear anywhere else. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Uh, let me go ahead and play this about Jesus changed everything, and then we'll be right back. Hang on. I got a very nice review, a, a new review about Jesus changed everything on Amazon, and I wanted to share this. It's written by a woman named Eileen, and it says... Big truths in readable format for those of us who aren't well-read. And she gives it five stars. Thank you very much for that. That's very gracious. And she says, I appreciate the simple readability of this book. It provides sound answers to basic questions on a level anyone, even I, can understand. A glimpse of one man's journey, how Jesus changed his life, and how he can change our lives too. Biblical answers, important for all of us, not like the quote-unquote new-agey stuff being printed these days. Very nice. End of quote. 
So, thank you, Eileen. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, and to God be the glory. Uh, so that's a little bit about Jesus Changed Everything. If you haven't picked it up, I see now that uh, Amazon's actually got it on sale. You can now get it for, as of today, 1063 which is 24% off the list price. Oh, cool. And if you're a Prime member, it's available for Prime, Prime One Day. How about that? Wow, I might buy a copy. All right, we are back, and it's time to jump into the ShepCon report you won't hear anywhere else. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, so. It's like those lead-in videos of yep. blah, 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 and you won't believe what happened next. Exactly. Which yep. usually ends up meaning nothing. Right. Not in this case. No. This is exciting right. stuff. That's right. I have, yeah, I have exciting nothing to yes. share. <laughs> yep. You know. So as I said, this is different because I, unlike 3,500 other attendees. Man, that's big. Mm-hmm, I did not attend a single session. And this is the, this conference has been going on since 1981, I learned. Mm. I, I had a really neat opportunity at lunch. After lunch one day, this, this older fella comes walking by and I thanked him for volunteering. So he sits down next to us and he was off. He just told us all kinds of things and all kinds of stories. John MacArthur... And so we said, you know, does he does he like to be called Doctor MacArthur or or what? No, no, no. He, he like he just wants to be called John. Even the, even the children just call him John. You know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. What else? Uh, he mentioned that there are about uh, eight hundred volunteers. Wow. That work to put this whole thing on, and I can believe it. I mean, there's there's snack volunteers, there's you know lunch volunteers, dinner volunteers, breakfast volunteers. There's the unsung heroes, and Costi Hinn was there, and he posted a photo on Twitter with some guys who were cleaning the men's rooms. There and, you go. You know, these guys, the unsung heroes cleaning and, mm-hmm. and sound, doing the trash and all, all this stuff. Every morning of the three days, as far as the, the breakfast, you know, they got all the usual things like granola bars and yogurt and coffee and juice and whatnot. But they also have hard-boiled eggs. 9,000 hard-boiled eggs every day. Oh, every day? Every day. They go through 9,000. You had told me 9,000. I didn't think about that as every day. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yep. So, yeah. 650 gallons of coffee per day. Now that I believe. <laughs> so, yeah. And and just thousands and thousands of hot dogs and burgers on two of the days. But, yeah, that was that was pretty neat. Then he starts kind of spewing all these facts. But it was fascinating. And, you know, he was talking about, let's see, what's another highlight I can tell you? Well, um, would you like, since you were on the volunteers and mm-hmm. with the food and that, would you uh, like to, to uh, discuss your proposals? Sure. <laughs> sure. Listeners, I, I propose marriage <laughs> twice. Uh, I proposed to two women, uh, about two minutes apart. <laughs> I, t- I don't think you told me about the two minutes apart oh, yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I had no problem with it. Uh, <laughs> no, it was funny. I, you have to understand, so this is a pastor's conference, and the whole point of the volunteers is 
it's meant to serve as a way to give pastors a retreat. Right. They come, and instead of being the ones giving all the time, their time, their energy, their preaching, their study, their counseling, this is a time for them to come together, be around other like-minded men, relax, be comfortable. Be encouraged. Really be encouraged, and somebody serve them. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point. Like, there's even a shoe shine station, and, you know, there's snacks all over the place. And like I said, every morning there's a little continental breakfast and plenty of coffee and everything. And this is the level of serving that they really, that they do. I mean, and at these stations, not all the time, but, you know, in the mornings they, they try to do this. But so fill up my plate with, you know, some breakfast stuff yogurt and whatnot and then i go around to the coffee station i no sooner around the co- corner to the coffee station and i'm like oh, yeah is there coffee and there in front of me <laughs> is just this hand with this cup of coffee ready for me so i i said to the lady i'm like oh thank you so much said, wow will you marry me <laughs> like hey if the lady's gonna hand me coffee there's potential here uh... actually what i said to her is um my wife won't mind if I ask, will you marry me? Something like that. Didn't bother me. <laughs> and uh, so, the, of course, you know, we all laughed at that. And then I go around the other side where the creamers and sugar is. And uh, there's a the lady there at that section of it. And she's like, well, you know, what do you need? I said, I just need a couple of, you know, creamers. And she's like, well, here, let me do it. So she she opens them up, <laughs> pours two creamers in. You know, well, thank you very much. You know, then she grabs the little plastic stirrer and stirs the creamer in the coffee <laughs> even for me and yep. I'm like, I, you know, I i can i can do this no 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 no. you know and so and again it's not like they do that all the time just in the mornings they, they tend to do that and so I, you know i told her i said well i said wow thank you i said will you marry me <laughs> so my wife won't mind <laughs> and so again hmm. you know she laughed at that anyway i yeah. found that amusing exactly uh it's like, wait a minute, I found a woman who will put my creamers in my coffee and stir it. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was really cute. You know, we had a good laugh about that. And uh, so the whole reason I was at Shepherd's Conference was obviously pastors love, love, pastors love books. And there was this big book tent there. It literally takes over the back parking lot. It's like a circus tent. And about a third of it is tables for eating and the other two thirds are book publishers and all their books. I mean, Banner of Truth, PNR, New Growth, um, Poema, all these um, Moody publishers because they do a lot of the John MacArthur commentaries and things. And Crossway was there, and on and on and on. And and Shepherd Press is there. And so, like I did in twenty twenty. Uh, I helped my friend Jim at the Shepherd Press table. And so we we would go, we, we got there Monday, we set up the books, you know, a nice pretty display on these tables. We had an off day on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we worked the conference. So every break, every, or during the sessions, attendees would come in and they'd be shopping for books and then they pay at the checkout and whatever. So so we're just there and a- answering questions, engaging them, having conversations, and it was—it's uh, a lot of fun. It's, it's it's what you enjoy doing the most. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's it, it's just a lot of fun. So, 
So that's why I didn't attend any of the sessions because my job was to be in the, the book tent. One of the interesting things I, I noticed this time, and I think the first time I was there in 2020, I was just kind of overwhelmed by the whole mm-hmm. thing. So I didn't, I was focused on seeing other things. For those who may not be familiar with Shepherd Press, they publish materials that deal with issues of the heart. Shepherding a Child's Heart was their first book 30 years ago. And, you know, it's grown ever since then. Mm-hmm. And, and so everything they do is is counseling related, heart issues, etc. Just about everything. And so what I realized is that automatically gives us different conversations than, say, if we were just putting out Puritan materials or theologian materials like apologetics Mm -hmm. and, you know, Van Til and all these other theologians and whatnot. You get different conversations. They're not academic conversations. They're they, they literally straight to the heart. They really are straight people to people. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the mini books that we have is something about help my teen is viewing pornography, something like that. And so a pastor might pick it up and say, you know, I, I yeah, I, I have to give out a lot of these books or, you know, people come to me for counseling for this or whatever the mm-hmm. various needs are it evokes conversation right so it's a really interesting time to be able to talk to people uh, a lady came over and she grabbed a book and she said you know this is a we could really use this this book um my husband and i we just have a lot of trials right now and that was all she said then she started talking about other things and i said you know, excuse me, what, what's your name? And she told me, and I said, well, what, what's your husband's name? She told me, and I said, can, can, can we pray for you for a minute? So we did. So the three of us just stood there and just prayed for whatever their trials were. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't know what they were and, uh, and just prayed that the Lord would comfort them and, and guide them and that they'd be unified in it and all, all of those sorts of things. And that's the kind of thing, again, you, you can't get typically at another table, you know, at another with different kinds of books. Right. I'm and not it, saying that Shepherd Press is better than the others. I'm just saying because of the unique the topic. Niche, right. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Another person that came by was talking about different things God's doing in the community mm-hmm. and how God has been working and has been so faithful. It's so encouraging. It is. It, it really does show what the Lord can do and the hope that we have in Christ. Right. Yep. The real heart of the report back that I, I want to give to you and, and to listeners, this is the most important part of it, okay? Here's what I took away from Shepherd's Conference this year. It was amazing the conversations we had with people about what God is doing in their communities, in their cities. It was fascinating. And I'm, I've got some examples. I talked to a brother about the sidewalk ministry he's got at uh, an abortion clinic at a big city in the Pacific Northwest and how, you know, people throw eggs at their signs and flip them off and all all kinds of Mm -hmm. stuff. But he said something really interesting. He said, and even he was surprised by this when they, when they started getting into it, one third of the people will throw eggs at them or their signs and both, I mean, and and flip them off and 
that sort of thing, mm-hmm. curse at them. Another third won't do anything as they drive by. But yet a third will even beep the horns and give them thumbs up in support. Which is amazing for that area. Exactly. Exactly. And so so that's really neat. There are there are gospel preaching churches in you know, and a faithful remnant and more in places like LA and you know, even in like the the Burbank community. Uh, in cities like Portland, in San Francisco, New York City, uh, and thousands of other cities and, and small towns. You know, and I know that there's gospel, Bible teaching, Reformed churches in, in, in these cities. It's not like I, this was new to me, but again, it was just reinforcing. Yeah, it was, it was more real because you were actually talking to people mm-hmm. who are in it every day and have the stories to share of God's work. Right. Again, because of the nature of the table, we have these conversations, and I get to hear how how God is is using people to to point hurting people to Christ through biblical counseling because mm-hmm. that's a big part of what Shepherd Press helps with. So people will say, "Oh, I use this book in counseling, use that book in counseling," and I talked to one gentleman who. He's been involved for a number of years with an Alzheimer's ministry. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And just ministering to to those with Alzheimer's or the family members. Right. And oh, fascinating. Yeah. So that's just one area that this, this one particular local church took on as a ministry right. for their, their people. Another one was a widower's ministry. I think that's important. Because a lot important. of these guys don't talk to each other and they don't get support and they don't know what to do when their wife dies. They don't, for the most part, they don't know how to cook a meal, Mm -hmm. do the, do the bills or, you know, maybe they do the bills or something because maybe that was their area, but all these different things. And so there's a ministry to the widowers that somebody was doing. One guy, he owns and runs, he just serves. And I think he might be a deacon in his church. But, you know, he's running businesses to the glory of God. They, they both are. And while they're serving in church. Also a good reminder. Mm-hmm, while they're also serving in their local church, in their in these you know respective ministry areas. Again, you know, church plants in cities and, and rural places. Um, that God, you know, again, God is growing his church. And all over the world, too. I mean, I met a brother who went back to Uganda and is doing a church plant there. And also, it's not just the men. You know, a lot of the volunteers are are women, and so they would come into the, t- the book tent as well. And, and you talk to them, and it's, it's ladies, serving ladies. Mm-hmm. It's discipleship. It's children's ministry. It's at home, raising kids, uh, homeschooling, all kinds of things. That's great. You know, stories of, of foster parents uh, adopting, uh, taking in teens who were homeless and giving them a home and a family. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I met men from, not as many from around the world as two years ago, pre-COVID. Right. But still, South Africa, Uganda, Nigeria, Colombia, Mexico, Russia, those were a few of the places I, I know. I mean, maybe Korea. I'm not sure, but 
Um, I mean, I know a couple of years ago there were a bunch of other countries, but anyway, still, it was a pretty good turnout from these Considering, other yes. Yeah. So often in our lives, in our day-to-day jobs, what we do, we don't really get the real sense that that anything's really, that we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. And anything's really happening. And it can be discouraging. Exactly. And so to be in that place at that conference for three days in this compressed time where honestly, one after the other after the other will come up to your table. And as you get engaged in conversations, you find out God is doing amazing things all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, like nuclear bombs going off, <laughs> you know, these like kind of nuclear gospel bombs that are yeah. just going off in these cities and, and just filling them with the gospel. So whether it's just through connections and it's one-on-one or it's in group settings or it's sidewalk ministries, farmers markets, you know, one guy was telling about how he uses the, the mini books for biblical counseling that Shepherd Press puts out. They put gospel tracks on one side of the table and these mini books with all kinds of life issues on the other mm-hmm. and they use those as as outreach because they all have a gospel presentation in them at farmers markets and different you know community events Which i think is a fabulous idea yeah yeah so that's my report you know folks give the lord praise because a lot a lot is going on it was encouraging to me as i'm driving i pick these guys up i'm taking jim home and they're sharing what's going on and, and some of these stories that that Anth just shared with you you know there's bad news all the time it's a fallen world so there's always terrible things going on and right now it feels like there's extra terrible things going on this was encouraging mm-hmm. yeah god is not silent and god is not standing yeah. still yeah in fact you talk about even things going on right now one of the pastors was telling me about how where they live in california there is an incredible number of russians and ukrainians and afghans mm-hmm. and uh and actually this is really interesting he was saying that right now the russian christian church in that part of california is ministering to refugee Afghans, you know, oh, interesting. some of them are oh, right. fled Afghanistan, you know, right. and so they're doing that, which for those of you who may be familiar with your recent history, Russia tried, invaded Afghanistan and tried, and they were at war with them. Mm-hmm. And of course, for many lost. years. Yeah. And so now here are these Russians ministering to Af- mm-hmm. Afghanis. And anyway, it was really cool just to hear that. Encouraging. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to you wanna share? No, I am just was thrilled that you, the Lord allowed you to have this opportunity to go and you got to do what you like to do, which is to talk to folks and encourage them and pray for them and yeah. um, be around books. Yeah. And yeah. he brought some books home. So That's right. I was pretty happy about that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to tell you. So we were leaving Detroit and it was supposed to be turbulent for like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And which of course, you know, who likes turbulence? But so I'm praying about it as we're bouncing around up in the sky. And, you know, Lord, help me to just trust you. Because I always remember the story of, I believe it was John Wesley got saved partly because there was a storm 
and the ship's going all over the place and everything. And the Moravian brothers are down in the bowels of the ship and they're all calm and praying. And he mm-hmm. said he didn't have that. And so he wondered, how come they, how can they be, be so calm in the midst of this? So I wanted to model that. Even if nobody else saw it, mm-hmm. I wanted to, to have that. And the Lord was gracious and, and gave that calm. And then I remember, too, the story of Jesus in the back of the boat and, we, and what we talked about, I think it was last episode. And I, I just sat there and tried to imagine that Jesus was a few rows back behind me the back of the plane asleep mm-hmm. and i'm like you know what if it were the modern day and my lord's sleeping i got nothing to worry about there you go so that was that was neat so as i'm praying about it i'm like lord but then i realized as i was praying i had a thought that well you know instead of just praying about your reaction to it he does control the wind you can pray about that mm-hmm. about the wind itself Duh, yeah, oh yeah. That'd be me. <laughs> so I so I started praying. I said, Lord, you know, I, you, you're Lord over the wind. Please either calm the winds outside or just keep my heart calm. Either one. Mm-hmm. And the prayer wasn't really even off my, my lips. Mm-hmm. And immediately it got calm. The turbulence stopped. Wow. I mean, as I'm praying it, you know, we're bouncing mm-hmm. around, blah, blah, blah. stopped miraculously. And it was That's only, incredible. yeah. And, and we were only maybe 10 minutes into it, something like that. I mean, there should have been a long time. Right, before. right. So later on, I turned to Jim. I said, uh, by the way, did you notice earlier that it got suddenly calm? He's like, yeah, I did notice it. It, it was abruptly done. And I said, yeah, I said, you know, and I'm not like trying to say I, I prayed, but why not? I mean, the Lord answers our prayer. Right. You know? So you want to talk about that. I mean, he would have answered it for any of his children. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm anything special, but, um, but yeah, so the Lord made it calm. And you said, well, how do you know it's the Lord? Well, who else controls the wind? <laughs> right. So that was really neat. On the way back when it was windy and everything, the wind didn't really stop much, but that's okay. Cause the Lord answered the other side of the prayer and kept me calm. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. I know we're way over, but there is something I, I just wanted to share a quick Bible verse, something that I, I saw when I was there that I, I wanted to include some, some scripture in the episode. I was reading through my daily readings and I, I came across Psalm 71. Psalm 71, 14 says, but as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. And as I read that, it reminded me, especially being at a biblical counseling table, that's a great verse to give in biblical counseling. And it's a great verse for me to remember personally and for you listeners. As for me, I will always have hope. I believe in, in biblical counseling in life, a believer always has a reason to be hopeful. Yes. So whatever you're going through, no matter how bad it is, Every believer, I will always have hope. There's always a reason for hope. So you just have to counsel yourself, mm-hmm. remind yourself of these things, remind yourself of the things that in Christ that you have hope for. 
And, you know, again, kind of a, I don't want to say a side note, but I just, I wanted to at least include something specifically scriptural. Well, I'll take that as an encouragement. Yeah. So listeners that, uh, take that into your week. Yeah. You know, yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that's about it from us this week. So, yep. There's your review of Shepherd's Conference from a different perspective. That's right. And uh, so, hey, the Lord bless you. Uh, feel free to reach out to us, show at Grace and Peace Radio. And if you have any ideas for the show or any feedback or whatever. And until next time, the Lord bless you. Take care. Take care. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian podcast community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.